a magical season had a crushing defeat. That shouldn't diminish the Panthers' season one bit as they won a conference championship and 11 games for the first time since 1981. The question is now, can they build on it? We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. The one hell of a game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hell to pit. Hell to pit. This is the week of January 8th, 2022, and this is the Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Vince. With an injury to Nick Patty and a pick six, our peaches turned sour and rotten at the end of last year. But the hope ain't going nowhere, because Pitt just delivered one hellacious season, and we got to review it today, Vince. I am not bummed at all that they lost the Peach Bowl I mean, the disappointment maybe lasted for 30 seconds, and then I said, damn fine season in my mind. I don't know if you did any any punching in the air or f- breaking things. It didn't feel like that kind of game where you were frustrated. Yeah, well. Uh, Bumped for like 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that, you know, certainly. Uh, if anything, if anything, sorry, but. I was angrier when Nick Patty got hurt than anything. Yeah, I, I agree. With, I, I agree I with up. you there. Uh, couldn't help but just feel awful for that kid. Uh, waited his turn. Was playing really well uh, in a big showcase game for him. Go uh, getting hurt, putting his body on the line. Uh, just so disappointing. Very upset about that. Uh, a little bit disappointing uh, after uh, during that final interception at the end of the game. But uh, like you said, Alan, I, I, I quickly got over it. Uh, and we're going to be talking about that because there is a lot to be excited about uh, for the Panthers in the future, in my opinion. And uh, I think that the sky is the limit for this team uh, this coming season. I can't wait to talk about that with you uh, after we recap this big old Peach Bowl. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. A review of the season, a recap of the Peach Bowl, looking at some transfers today, coaching rumors. We're going to have a lot of fun. The season did not end exactly as we hoped, but it was, the whole season overall, if you want to do a quick Spark Notes review of the Pitt 2021 <laughs> season. <laughs> spark Notes. <laughs> a lot better than we hoped. A lot better than we hoped. And you know what? That's how this podcast, I think, is going, too. A lot better than we hope, than you hope. And now we're all in it, and we're having fun every week. Welcome to the show. At H2P Show on Twitter is where you can reach out to us on social media. Hail to pit with us there. Give us comments, questions, interact. And, of course, if you want to send an email, hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com. That's hail to pit podcast at gmail.com. We appreciate all the feedback and interaction everywhere on the Pitternet, including Panther Lair and Reddit and wherever else you're hailing to pit. And we're there as well. And we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. All season long, Pretty Easy Podcasts helping us hail to pit each and every week with you here on the show. They get the editing of the show done, the recording of it, make us sound decent, add our music, add some funky sound effects here and then. Uh, some Pat Narduzzi highlights. They do whatever we tell them, really. 
We don't give them too much work. But hey, if you want to give them a bunch of work, go to prettyeasypodcast.com and you could get a producer, editor, whatever you need as a podcaster at an affordable rate. Most importantly, podcasting should be two things, easy and inexpensive. And they're both when you go to prettyeasypodcast.com. Check it out now. And they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. So Michigan State beat the Pitt Panthers 31 to 21, Vince. Deceiving. Wasn't really a 10-point victory for Michigan State in the sense of they beat Pitt's ass by double digits. It was a pick six at the end of the game that stretched it a little bit and uh, won people some money. But the fact is Pitt did lose this game, and in the fourth quarter, for me, the biggest thing, outscored 21-0, and that, I think, was easily evident by the fact that they were playing with a third-string quarterback. Now, you might call it an excuse, but come on. Big bowl game, and you're down to your third-string QB that nobody, nobody was expecting Davis Bevel to be in this game. And if I'm grading it, I would give him a B minus. It wasn't too shabby. Yeah, I, I don't think he played horrible. I mean, you could clearly see he's got some some arm talent. Uh, and yeah, we saw that earlier in the year when he played against uh, um, New Hampshire, uh, where where he threw some really nice balls. Uh, but here in this game, uh, he he had a couple good drives, uh, but not enough good drives too many drives that didn't go very far at all and uh really had a difficult time with that pass rush alan uh it you know i gotta ask you right off the bat you know no mark whipple uh calling plays here uh you, you had coach salem uh calling the plays you had uh, uh coach marion one foot out the door uh, do you think that the game plan should have been adjusted a little bit more on the fly uh, to account for maybe any of Bevel's shortcomings? Yeah, there was the there were two things in this. One, I don't you know Pitt in that moment with Davis Bevel. I can't believe he got as far down the field as he did. I did not expect him to rise to that occasion, and ultimately it got the best of him. Got kind of tricked in, into throwing that pick six and was resilient. Maybe even more than him. You're right, Vince. That the handicap for Pitt in this game was the the just the big changes in the play calling on offense, and also when you have a coach who's eyeing a, a spot at a future SEC school in Texas, a coach Marion go to Texas, and then you, you really have a Salem comes into this game, and yeah, he didn't protect he uh, Bevel. In, in any sort of way, I don't even really think he was ready to protect Patty. And it didn't feel like what I was hoping for. The tight ends were being incorporated by this game plan, which I thought would have been a great way to alleviate pressure, uh, maintain some protection and and not put them out there. And really, they turned it into a, con- a conservative type game. There, there were a lot of three and outs, but he only threw 18 times David Be- Davis Bevel. But Pitt really didn't even run 40 times. They didn't have the ball at all in this game. But that's because they just weren't making, I think, smart enough, uh, conservative, too conservative on first and second down. And really, I think the tight ends would have been the answer to that. And they were nowhere to be found, really, in this game. Yeah, yeah. A, a little disappointing. I mean, there were some 
I mean, Lucas Kroll did have some drops in this game, Alan. I, I can't can't stress that enough. He had some drops, particularly a big one uh, at the beginning of the game on that very first drive from Nick Patty. Uh, Jordan Addison also had a drop on that drive. Uh, you know, kind of if they don't have that, maybe they're not pinned deep. Maybe Michigan State doesn't get that first touchdown to go up on them. Uh, you know, maybe that makes somewhat of a difference. But I agree with you. You know, they were they were doing a lot of short passes, uh, and especially it's not like they had a lot of max protection either. Uh, you know, they, they, they no. had you know four and five wide receiver sets. You know, quite a bit. Uh, just really relying on Davis Bevel to sink or swim out there. But I agree with you. I, I would have liked the scene. Uh, you know, maybe working some some you know maybe more intermediate routes, some safer routes. You know, to get with uh, you know with some of those matchup problems. Uh, that they have uh, with those tight ends. I, th- I think that could have helped out a little bit more. Uh, it- it's tough to say whenever drives end so quickly. Yeah, and and there was really two two options they were given Bevel in this game with the game plan. You could dink it or you could dunk it, and that's all. <laughs> but they, 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 they weren't really match protecting. There was no misdirection either. They weren't trying to get Michigan State to move either way on the field and think about what was coming at him. It was kind of pretty straightforward. Pin your ears back and go crush this third string quarterback. And, uh, you know, the fact that Pitt was pretty dominant uh, until the very end of this fourth quarter, I thought the second half they played really well uh, to get back into it. It was doomed from the start, though. That kickoff that started the game. Come on. You know, the omen lands on the one yard line. Come on. This is this is just a bad sign. I think in this game, too, they were missing a ton of guys, most notably Kenny Pickett, but then also Banacanda, uh, you know, one of my favorite, personal favorites, Keyshawn Camp. We talked about Mathis wasn't going to play in this game. Um, did those hurt Pitt? Sure. But, you know, Michigan State was missing guys, too. Pitt could have won this game uh, maybe with just a little bit more thought into the offensive game plan and who knows maybe they were just so confident in Nick Patty and that changed everything and if you want to call an excuse go ahead but I mean third string quarterback in a bowl game and to make it as close as they did I don't think you if as a fan you can't ask anything else from the Pitt Panthers Uh, winning this game what would it have done for Pitt probably not much except maybe uh getting a few more youngsters to recognize uh Oh, there's a, a school that just won a big bowl game when I'm considering, but not really. Come on. This game, let's face it, we're going to talk more about the state of college football and these types of bowl games later. It, in the grand scheme, meant nothing. It just, for us, I, for me as a fan, wanted to be proud of my team in this game, and I am. I'm proud of the effort. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, they were, it, it was interesting. You know, there were a lot of guys that were out in this game, uh, a lot of youngsters playing uh, in, in big moments. Uh, oh, I told you Dayon Hayes was coming for this one. Uh, he, this he was, and, and, you know, he showed, you know, uh, he really showed up there. Uh, you know, there was no Keyshawn Camp, no Deslin Alexander uh, on that defensive line. Dayon Hayes getting some more snaps there. Uh, I think he really showed that there's a bright future uh, for that defensive line. Uh, but even just beyond him, you know, there were a lot of guy, uh, younger players, particularly on defense. Now, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to be a little naive here and say that, you know, maybe Michigan State was doing uh, uh, at a similar situation. Maybe they were playing a lot of younger guys. I wasn't uh, as up to date on their roster uh, to say one way or another. Uh, 
but you know, you, 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 you put the guys out there that you have, uh, but make no mistake about it. That was not the, no, the, the pit team that went, uh, 11 and two and won the ACC championship. That was not that team, uh, that played in, in that game that had that tremendous shutdown performance against Wake Forest. Uh, that's not what we got there. Uh, but they were able to hang in there and play really tough against Michigan State, only held uh, their offense to 24 points in the game and you know made a lot of big stops and you know eventually uh, broke down at the end. You got to think, you know, for a pit team, if you're only giving up 24 points most of the, on defense, most of the time you're going to win this season, right? Uh, so, yes. yeah, yeah. So even with you know a lot of backups, you got to really give them credit for what they did. And Michigan State, hell of a running team. Yep. Although, of course, missing their running back in this game, much like Pitt missing their best player in Kenny Pickett. But Rundy was at, as advertised, shut him down. Peyton Thorne had to throw fifty times in this game, and you know credit to him, he hit the he got the completions at the moments he needed them timely touchdown and put the pressure back on Davis Bevel and that's where they wanted it so really just props to him but the pit defense otherwise you know besides that breakdown at the end living on the edge of a lightning bolt the way the secondary always does it, it oh, bit yeah. him, okay but that's what happens uh the fact that they don't like you said only gave up 24 points that's what we need to acknowledge defense played fine good enough to win this game and I am so hyped, though, for the future. We saw a lot of uh, bright spots that will get you excited, and that's what these bowl games really are all about. And Dayon Hayes cannot speak enough about him. Just looked like a, a raw athlete out there making plays, some tackles for loss, uh, really looking good. And uh, the mantle, I think, will be passed on the defensive line, and it's going to be another good year next year in that regard. Also looking at this game, Jordan Addison, when you win a big award, you should go out your next game and continue to show why you did that. And he did. Lived up to his accolades. Proud of it. Proud to see pretty much top to bottom. I, there's not really a disappointment in this game I could pick out other than the final score. And that was the most meaningless thing of all. Yeah. It's basically an exhibition game. It, it, it was. And, and, you know, I, I feel that, you know, I mean, certainly with, you know, the impact that the transfer portals had on Pitt so far, you know, they are going to be a top 20 team, at least you would think going into next season. And, you know, whether they're top 20 or, or top 10, I don't know if that matters a whole hell of a lot uh, uh, yeah, to, to the Pitt Panthers uh, going into next season. Um, but yeah, just matters it, to me because I don't want to have to flip so many pages in the Phil Steele College <laughs> you want to start at the beginning. I, I see. I want them as early in the ACC section as possible. Well, I, I, I have a feeling they're going to be pretty early. Uh, but um, it, yeah, if they would have won the game, they would have finished in the top 10 this year. That would have been a, a hell of an accomplishment. They, they would have been ranked probably a little bit higher next year. Yeah. But uh, overall. And that would have made us feel good. But I mean, also, look at where we're at in college football. We're going back to a rematch of Alabama-Georgia, and at the end of the season, no one is going to think about any other teams but those two because that's where we're at in the sport right now. Yeah, that's that seems to be the way it is. Uh, but uh, just uh, just a, a a tremendous season. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not as you, as you've said, Alan. Just can't be be too upset about that loss. 
Uh, Maybe but, if we went down to Georgia for this game and invested the time and energy to go to the game and watch them lose, yeah, that, that would be a because then you said I I was sitting at home warm watching the game. Ah, bummer, we lost. And then I see they showed like some Pitt fans crying on the TV. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what are you doing crying at the Peach Bowl? Oh, wait, you went all the way down to Atlanta, risked your life, kind of. And, <laughs> <laughs> and also probably a real drunk and emotional. So I'm, I'm, I understand that. But in the grand scheme, 31-21 Peach Bowl loss. Bummer. But the fact Pitt is, was in this game. Yeah. A prestigious New Year's Six. Neither of us predicted it at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and that's, a, you know, no, definitely did not. And, you know, you look at some of the things that happened in this game, Alan. There was that, you know, third and one late in the game. You know, a lot of people thought that that Bartholomew guy got the first down, uh, which would have extended a drive. Uh, eventually, Michigan State scoring on their that next possession. Uh, they did that pitch to the outside uh, that went nowhere. Uh, you know, maybe if a Bonaconda doesn't get hurt. And, and he's the one taking that ball. Maybe he gets to the corner, gets that first down. Maybe if Whipple was calling the play, you know, maybe they don't do that and they get the first down. That's the thing. Oh, I'm so mad at the play calling in this game. Well, that wasn't the offensive coordinator, and he's not going to yeah. be the offensive coordinator next year. So what are you worried about? Exactly. Yeah, the, really, I think I, let's 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 simplify things here. Really, Pitt only lost this game because they, they didn't have the Hayward. Michigan yeah. State had Connor Hayward, the six foot tight end, or whatever you want yeah. to call him, with the incredible catch, ass kicker from an ass kicker family, and they beat him. And he had the play of the game. What a fun player to watch. I'm so mad he didn't come to pit. This was my yeah. first time really watching him shine like that. And man, he stuck it to his dad's alma mater. Credit to him. Yeah, he, he did play a good game. Uh, but Alan, I'm going to use one of your phrases here. This was not Michigan State playing good, this was just no. us playing bad. That was a pretty good catch, though. It I mean, was. That, he, it was. He looked like me in, in uh, well, not intramural because I had to play quarterback. If I would have <laughs> played tight end H back in intramural, at Pitt, uh, I would be. My name would be up at the cost center right now. You did. Uh, I'd be the Connor Hayward. You lined up as an eligible lineman plenty of times, but but your uh, your skills were more needed in the in the blocking. Yeah, and it's, and quarterback in emergency situations too, but. Man, you know, this game, very for, very forgettable for me, and uh, we move on next year. The, I haven't had this much hope for a pit season um, where I felt confident that, okay, I like they could win in, in the ACC era. I felt like, oh, Pitt can win the Coastal. Now, this is the first season I'm going in thinking they could win the whole damn ACC, even though Clemson's reloading, of course, and Miami's going to be good. But, man, what an exciting time. To be a Pitt fan and a fan in the ACC, I think it's kind of wide open, and uh, that's what you want. Even though ultimately national championships are, you know, maybe two, three teams will be <laughs> fine for that next year. But this season in review, Vince, if you're ready to move on from the Peach Bowl loss, lots to say about it. Uh, my, I mean, I don't know what my favorite moment of the year it had to be the the fake slide, right? Uh, maybe for an individual play, I'm, I'll agree with you there. Uh, but I, there was a lot of stuff. Uh, if I'm looking at, you know, games, I would say, yeah, sir. I think the best moment is, uh, is, you know, winning that, that, uh, ACC championship game for sure. Uh, but I think there's a lot to be said for, for the, the Clemson victory at home. 
Uh, I, I I can't stress that enough. I think there's a, a lot... monkey off the back type game, uh, a big a big game that they they won a game they should have won, but really <laughs> there were some doubts. There was a lot of mental uh, what hurdles to get yeah, over in that uh, one. They they won that game in a, a a they dominated a team that was significantly more talented than them. Now, obviously not at the quarterback position. But, but you know, they, they dominated a team that was a lot more talented. It wasn't like they had to come from behind and, you know, and have this uh, kind of victory that, you know, they just pulled one out of nowhere. Yeah, they, they, they beat them almost pillar to post and, and just a, a very impressive victory. It shows that they, they are going to come out swinging against people. And it's going to be interesting to see next season. Uh, it, when they go up against a, a talented team, you know that that Tennessee team that they're going to play oh. next year. If you saw oh. them, if you saw them t- towards the end of the season, I'm, if you saw them in I'm their bowl glad. game, that that team ha- has some some players on it. Uh, they. I'm just glad we caught them yeah. on the road this year yes. and not next yeah. year. They've obviously get them at home when they're uh, they're better. They've next obviously year improved since then, Alan, and that was a huge game in this season, oh. winning a, a, a road game against an SEC opponent, something that people thought could not be done. Uh, it somehow came out and, and did that. Uh, that's going to be a massive game next year. Uh, can't, can't wait for that one. Uh, also, the only game I think you and I watched in the same room. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> All year. Yeah, yeah. That was, a, that was a big one. That was a special win. I really enjoyed that win. I might put that in my top three. I might have I might have it the the well the the fake slide winning the ACC title, and then I would maybe put Tennessee ahead of Clemson personally, uh, just because I like seeing Pitt beat an SEC school. That'd be my three, and my two has to be uh, heaven uh, just raining down on the Tar Heels yeah. and denying them a victory. Yeah, that that's that one hasn't been talked about enough, but it probably should be uh, bigger <laughs> win than the Clemson win. I mean, really. When you think about it, that one was closer, more. It was sweatier. It was grimier. It was rougher. It was tougher. It was more, maybe even more of a mental hurdle because that team, damn them, damn them, and what they do to the Pitt psyche. But Pitt got over it. Yeah, with uh, some help from above. Yeah, that's thirty to twenty-three in that in the overtime. That's two wins in a row against those North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, So it, it feels that the tide is finally. Finally, changing in that series. Uh, that's they're gonna they're gonna want blood for sure. Whenever we uh, whenever we go down to Chapel Hill this year, uh, what could be a very pivotal game. Oh man, that's gonna be exciting. But and is Sam How Sam Howell's gone. He, he will be gone. Uh, but they, now they have been you know recruiting some highly ranked classes. We'll see. Uh, We'll see how that goes, uh, but you know, they, when, you, when you're losing a guy like that, uh, that definitely not easy to to um, easy to replace. That might be my biggest surprise of the year too. That now we're going to be going towards the draft in a few months, and Kenny Pickett has surpassed Sam Howell as the as the top quarterback to be drafted coming up. I. I mean, you. It might have been more likely that Pitt wins the ACC than that happening. Sam Howell was the lock QB coming out this year. Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> and, and somehow, you know, you know, Pitt went out and beat him. 
They beat him, and Kenny surpassed him and everybody else. Um, obviously, Kenny Pickett with a season for the ages that we'll remember forever. Would you say it's the biggest surprise, his incredible season of the season? Uh, well, I think we I think we knew he had it in him. Uh, to me, the biggest surprise is just overall they they you know they put it all together and won a lot of games. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's any <laughs> individual performance. I mean, they the, the fact that they just yeah they you know somehow came together and, and did this. It's just impressive. Or were you more surprised they lost to Western Michigan? <laughs> nope, not surprised by that at all. Unfortunately, no, not at all. And he's and K, what Ellaby's coming out. Yep. He declared yep. for the draft. I'm interested to see where he goes. You know, NFL teams could use a RPO QB who knows how to throw a slant over and over and over. That and will over. be uh that will be a much easier game, hopefully, uh, when we travel up to Kalamazoo this year. Oh man, I might have to make it to that one if hopefully if the pandemic slows down. I'd love to see Kalamazoo <laughs> in the was that a f- early fall game? It's beautiful. The foliage. It is an early fall game. So big, tons, multiple surprises. You're right. Overall, just the fact they put it all together is, yeah, the biggest surprise, Vince. But what about doing it again? Have a Heisman candidate win the ACC, get to a big bowl game. Can that happen again next year? I think so. I think so. Uh, Keaton Slovis uh, coming in from Southern Cal. If this kid can regain that form, you know, that he had a couple years ago uh, before that uh, uh, football program uh, of USC just went up in flames, then I think that they absolutely 100% can duplicate this. Uh, They're going to have a, a, a tremendous amount coming back on offense, even with some key additions we're going to be talking about here on defense. You're going to have a lot of guys coming back uh, over half your starters, plus some young guys that we have been waiting to see. Uh, Every year is a different team, no doubt about that. But uh, this team has a lot lot to be excited about, and I I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this, Alan. I hope you're as optimistic as I am. I am optimistic, but because of all the unknowns, I'll say I wouldn't bet on the exact duplication of this season. (laughs) New offensive coordinator, new quarterback, but then the lot stay the same. Offensive line continuity is very underrated, and that's even without superstar offensive linemen. That's a good thing to have. And then also defensively, really, it's you could. That's the one thing you could always rely on. Pitt. They're going to be coming after quarterbacks secondary could maybe even improve we'll see um and of course we're loving our linebackers so defensively i'm 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 optimistic that it can happen but the big question slovis injury uh riddled and also the new offensive coordinator those are going to be the determining factors i think as we assess it early on now uh but duplicating it i mean it's not beyond the realm of possibility but very tough to have a season like this. And uh, I'm going to hold Pitt to this standard now, though, because they've shown us they can do it. So I will be upset if it's not duplicated. I'll say that. <laughs> well, I, I, I will be a little upset as well. I, I, I think this team has shown a tremendous amount and that they are able to, you know, kind of, I don't, I'm not quite sure what the right word is. That hopefully that they've, shown enough that they could get some some continuity 
that they've learned how to win and they have that winning culture in the program and they'll be able to continue these kind of performances uh, nonstop. Uh, It's very difficult to win every year. uh, No doubt about that. But uh, coach has really amassed a tremendous amount of talent here uh, to the, to the uh, effect that they can win uh, multiple years in a row. And they're going to be picked. uh, I'm not not saying they're going to be picked to win the ACC, but certainly in the top three, you got to think going into next season, there's going to be high expectations. There's going to be, I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be dark horse picks to even make the college football playoff. Uh, I think there's going to be some dark horse people out there. A chance to go uh, get embarrassed by Alabama on a national stage. All right. There's going to be people saying that. I mean, if, uh, you know, you had uh, a Michigan team that's been floundering for years, make it. You had a Cincinnati team that a lot of people do not think even deserved to get there. Uh, You know, think that maybe, you know, this team is finally going to be able to, you know, uh, put together, not have any letdown losses. I think it's possible. You know, we'll see. There's a long way to go before we get there. Uh, But, you know, I think this learning how to win, demolishing a lot of these lesser opponents. Uh, if they could stay sharp and maybe finally uh, finish a, a non-conference season with no losses, I think that's going to go a long way. Well, they've shown they've shown that they can underpromise and overdeliver. Now they have to show that they could promise and deliver. And we're, we're once you've shown us you could do it, you got to keep doing it. That's college football, and. Uh, winning the ACC, or at least you know, competing, getting to that ACC championship, winning the Coastal certainly, and you know, pr- producing high quality, high caliber players—that's what Pitt does. Win national championships these days, maybe not, but that's—I mean, really—that's you're w- wishing uh, on a star there. If you're any school other than a couple of them, so I'm hoping for similar outcomes next year and a bowl victory maybe the bowl game next year means more Vince because coming off of a loss you definitely want next year's bowl game to be a victory Um, a lot of circumstances that made this bowl game not as crucial Um, but next year I I already feel the pressure to win the bowl game next year no matter what game it is even if it's in El Paso I want to win it now Yeah, I, I mean that's that that is the one. Does that thing make that sense, right? I this. mean, when you lose one, now you got to win one. It, yeah, well, yeah. For a long time, you know, coach, he's only won one bowl game since he's been here. Uh, that's good. That's a big thing. Uh, as as meaningless as we say some of these games are, uh, you know, it would be not, it would have been nice to finish this season, and you know, maybe we'll be finishing this season with a very meaningful performance, hopefully. Hope. A very a very meaningful game on the line. Hopefully. Uh, but he did win the big one in the ACC championship game, so you got to give Narduzzi credit there. And yes. really, uh, I just am a fan of stability in any program. I think uh, firing coaches is overrated after, after rough seasons, and Pat Narduzzi really hasn't given us too rough of a season, I feel like, where I've ever come out of it saying, I hope he's gone. And I think I'm a far, long way away from that. He wants some, he's got some cachet now with me, at least. I don't know about you, Vince, but Pat Narduzzi now is the pit football coach uh, indefinitely, if you ask me, unless he wants some sort of other job. 
Um, I know his heart is in some other places, Michigan State being one of them, but their coach is going nowhere. So I think we should be pretty comfortable as fans, too, with the situation, knowing how crazy topsy-turvy that part of the game could be for a lot of schools and their fans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he especially if he could put together a back-to-back season uh, of of big wins, uh, of, of big win total seasons, I mean, that right there is kind of saying, you know, he's going to be here for a long time and, and – well, uh, if he wants to be, obviously, uh, that, you know, it doesn't seem like there'd be any reason to make a change. You know, at, at, uh, I don't I don't with the t- especially if he has a big win uh, season next year, you got to think that, you know, he's kind of built a big enough of a program that it's not going to just falter or anything yeah. like that. Well, every after. year they you, every <laughs> year, everyone has their how many wins does Narduzzi need to, to keep his job this year? For me, next year, it's five. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> no, I, I think it's. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't even want to think about if it would be, if he if he wouldn't uh, uh, obtain the, that number of wins. I don't even want to think about. It. <laughs> all right, we won't. We'll just think about all the promise Pitt has going into the next season because of the work they did this year. I think great improvement by the offensive line. Right? Would you say that too? Maybe that might be one of the surprises: the, the continuity and the stability and the improvement in the run game slightly, you know, they're a little bit better this year and they protected Kenny most importantly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, overall, I thought they played pretty well. They weathered the storm with a lot of injuries, uh, you know, several guys being out uh, and you know, they, they came together and, you know, where they, they weren't perfect, but they certainly played very well and they're all coming back next year. Uh, so there's going to be some high competition for those spots. And that, that's one of the things why, you know, you know, I bet if you look at your Phil Steele magazines or your Lindy's magazines, they're going to be uh, projected to do well, particularly early in the season, because they have that offensive line coming back. That's so critical. Lindy's, I guess if yeah. some people still check that out, you know me, Phil Steele all the way. And maybe also, uh, well, some PFF we've been using this year. It hasn't yeah. done us too wrong. Uh, but there you go. Season 2021, Vince, in the books. It was a good one. Pitt has uh, some transfer portal action going on, too, though. They have lost Shockey Jock-Louis, Todd Sibley, Cam Bright, Noah Palmer. But I like those guys as players, particularly Cam Bright and Shockey Jock. Pitt losing those players, is that going to crush the hopes of next year? No, not at all. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a huge deal. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Sibley, Palmer, you know, those are you know, special teams guys uh, and, and good special teams players. Can't, can't stress that enough. Uh, good teammates to have. Um, uh, Cam Bright, probably the biggest one. This was a guy that was, you know, he could have just left the team altogether. You know, he was just be coming back for a COVID year. A lot of people thought he would go to you know, enter the NFL draft or maybe the USFL draft or pr- start training for, for the XFL draft. Never uh, too early. Uh, yeah. Never too early for that. Um, but, you know, he announced he's transferring, staying in college football. Uh, uh, Pitt's had a lot of linebacker transfers this year. Uh, if, if you look towards next season, if you're looking at a position group that may be a little bit thin, uh, it's going to be that linebacker position. Although, uh, you know, there were, uh, uh, some guys, uh, you know, we're still going to have Servassier Dennis 
there. Uh, we've got a transfer coming in that we're going to be talking about. Uh, Bangley Kamara, a, a, a young pup out there, a very rangy athlete, played a, a fair amount in that Peach Bowl that a lot of people are high on. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be some spots up for grabs at that linebacker position. And and then Chalky, you know, a guy that just never seemed to put it all together. You know, he had some decent games, but, uh, you know, Pitt seems to be doing very well at that wide receiver position right. at the moment. So, you know, as of right now, you, you, you hate to lose some of these guys, but Pitt does need scholarships. And it's important to note, there are still several scholarships over the limit at this point. So there are going to be some uh, some more attrition coming down the line. I blame you for Shockey Jock going. You called him out every week. Yeah, he got I tired did. of I it. Did. But you know what? Best of luck to him because he's a fun yes, a player I like. Um, and you know you can't hold grudges in uh, college football with the transfer no. portal either. Um, I l- less so than you would. Um, if you're a fan of an NFL team and a player requests a trade or gets <laughs> traded, I don't that I'll be upset more upset about this. These are uh, young men and their futures are on the line. They're doing what's best. Um, but the, that, that's in, the attrition coming, Vince. So you're expecting you think, I guess I'm thinking more guys are going to start transferring out and picking uh, looking for new places to go. Greener pastures. Hopefully no more linebackers, though. Hopefully, no more linebackers. I don't know if we can afford to lose anymore, but there are going to be a few, a uh, few more attrition's happening. Do you think Nick Patty will be one of them? I do not know. I I hope not. I don't think that he will. I mean, we've talked about that the past several weeks. Uh, we we both kind of feel that he is a he's a guy that's going to be sticking around. But maybe some of those other quarterbacks uh, yeah. may be on the way out. How much does that injury though? Oh man, what a bummer! What oh, an opportunity he had, and it's not not any it's not his fault at all. He might have been on his way to winning the starting job for next year, all for all we know. But he gets hurt diving for a touchdown. At least he scored uh, for Pitt's sake in that game, but. You got a feel for uh, Nick Patty. We'll see what he does, though, with his future. I think he's staying, too. Uh, but acquiring players in the transfer portal is something Pitt's uh, getting adept at. Keaton Slovis, and now a couple of names we're going to talk about here, Vince, starting with a wide receiver. Yeah, Contana Mumfield, a transfer from Akron, Ohio. And, and you know, on the, on the surface, you may say, oh, who cares? It's just some receiver from Akron. How good could he be? Well, this kid was a freshman All-American, Alan. Freshman All-American, 6'1", 180 pounds. Finished the year with 63 catches for 750 yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, so uh, a very impressive stat line there. This kid was very highly thought of. He uh, Hardly any offers at all coming out of high school. But right now, uh, you know, he was being pursued by LSU, Ole Miss, Kentucky, USC, Mississippi State, Louisville, Vanderbilt. Uh, so a lot of people trying to get in on this kid, but he told the whole world that he's coming to pit. And you got to think with him, Keaton Slovis slinging it to him, and uh, and uh, Jordan Addison on the other side of the field. My goodness, this could be a, a, a very lethal passing attack again next year. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. And, and not to mention, we have no clue who the offensive coordinator is, but they – that also gives them, uh, you know, maybe get some interest from from people who are looking for a job out there that might want to come to Pitt 
and coach these players. What a name, too. Contana Mumpfield, freshman All-American, averaging over a first down per catch. And is that name, though, totally, it feels like one of the made-up names in the old NCAA game when you'd be going on a recruiting <laughs> trip to Fran- in the dynasty mode. I was going to say it maybe sound like a like a – like a, a former USFL player or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's got that kind of got that kind of need. Um, well, I'm I'm all about it. I'm I'm excited to see Contana Mumfield pair up with Jordan Addison. Uh, of course, we got that Barth, Bartholomew guy out there too. Multiple yep, Jared Wayne coming back. Of course, everyone's favorite Jared Wayne. I mean, Pitt's going to be fun to watch on offense again next year, even if they'll be without Kenny Pickett. And I think Contana Mumfield will fit in like a glove with all the weapons. Of course, it just depends on what the offensive coordinator's philosophy will be. And we right now have no clue. We just know that it won't be Coach Marion. He's leaving. We'll talk about that in a sec. But what about let's go to the other side of the ball. Pitt scored themselves a, uh, a, a hybrid type player, one of those small linebackers. Yeah, yeah. Michael Dow from Michigan State. Uh, is is a little small, six one two fifteen. Uh, this guy did not play in the Peach Bowl. Did not play in that Peach Bowl game against Pitt. Uh, he played safety at Michigan State. Uh, finished with forty tackles this year. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be playing an outside linebacker position at Pitt. Uh, you know, with that smaller frame there, a faster guy. You know, Narduzzi. He likes to employ uh, some of the small fast outside linebacker, somebody like a Johnny Patrician was this year, Alan. So I, I yeah, while he hasn't played the position, uh, I think he's going to be coming in here and given a lot of opportunity uh, to get some playing time there. You got to think he's at least going to be in that top six linebackers if he's transferring here, especially given uh, the lack of depth at the position. Hopefully he could pick up on it pretty quickly. Uh, he's going to be somebody I'm going to be watching in that spring game this year to see how how he progresses especially knowing how Pitt plays everybody on defense too that's a good thing about uh you know losing players they might be upset about their total playing time but the fact is you get on the field if you're worth anything on the Pitt defense because Pat Narduzzi likes to rotate and that's a good to know that even with the linebackers going out they have someone coming in We'll see that spring game. That's a player's name to circle. See what he's got. Michael Dow coming from Michigan State. Now we can move on to Coach Marion, wide receivers coach, leaving for the Texas Longhorns, Vince. Yeah. No go-go at Pitt. Yeah. We can't go-go for that. Nope. Not happening here. Uh, This was something that was talked about, uh, kind of rumored the day before. Uh, the the Peach Bowl that it was is basically coming out uh, that he he was going to be there. He took the job the next day. Uh, I think this guy's a good coach. I think he's a very oh, good yeah. a very good. Brennan Marion will be, I think, a head coach. I think I would I would bet on that would somewhere you? in college football. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, he's too ambitious not to. I, I think he's a. Uh, I think he can get there at some point. Um, it, it, I and I think. Also, you know, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of talk about drama over social media and and you know him openly campaigning for other jobs. And I don't want to talk about any of that stuff. Uh, but I think ultimately, you know, I don't know if it was, uh, you know, offensive philosophy or, or, or what. But I mean, this guy does not have a ton of experience 
calling plays at this level. And I think that maybe that is, is the main reason why uh, Coach Narduzzi did not uh, elect to go with him for an offensive coordinator position. Uh, it, to me, it seems like he would have been very well served sa- staying here for maybe three or four years and then becoming the offensive coordinator. Uh, I could have seen a, a scenario happening like, happening like that. Uh, but the bottom line is he's going to Texas. He's not going to be the sole offensive coordinator there. Uh, so he's got kind of a, a, a lateral move, but I'm sure much more pay <laughs> for, for Coach Marion. Uh, but uh, yeah, disappointing to lose him. The receivers did an excellent job this year, a huge improvement over years past. So you hate to lose him here. It'll be interesting to see who uh, Pitt goes with to take uh, that position or that position coach uh, to pick up where he left off. Yeah. And I mean, we don't even, I could have used some comments I saw from fans on the internet in our next segment, Vince coming from this, uh, stemming from this move by Brennan Marion. Uh, still our favorite Marion at Pitt will always be PT Marion, but <laughs> the, the coach Marion going to Texas, Jordan Addison's not following him to Texas. Wayne's not following him to Texas. I saw people really concerned about this, Vince. Where do you put your level of concern over Coach Marion getting players to follow him down to to the Longhorns to play for a Big Twelve title? I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, if it is, I don't. Well, I certainly don't think it's going to be any superstar players. It's not going to be Jordan Addison. I'll tell you that right now. Um, he he's just not going to leave this situation here. Uh, it, you know, if it, maybe if you were a freshman or, or something like that, maybe you might do that uh, to build your career. But you know, Texas, yeah, they they got some issues still uh, down there. You know, a lot of people thought that they were going to come come back to back to earth or or, or wherever they came from. They were going to get back there this year, uh, but just did not happen did not happen it doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon either not by the time they get to the sec and then it's going to be a real a reality check for that team uh, who knows maybe a uh, brandon marion will be the head coach down there by then uh, good luck to him <laughs> uh and and uh, really it's fun it's fun to read people react to that news and all the other news going on with Pitt. uh but we've picked out our favorites online as we do each and every single week vince let's get into it and discuss all the things they're saying on the pitternet can you explain what internet is i hear there's rumors on the uh internets and to all those faceless keyboard warriors on twitter we're a good darn football team i'm proud of these guys waffle john on panther lair honestly i don't i don't seeing it be competitive let me re- let me clean that up for you, Waffle John. Honestly, I don't see it being competitive. We are miles ahead of WVU as a program. Six and six, six and seven last two years. I'm not scared to play them. Tennessee will be the first test of the season. Vince, Waffle John on Panther Lair, poo-pooing WVU, not even concerned. Might not even watch the game from what I can tell <laughs> yeah. from him staying there. Doesn't even care. 
I don't know. I don't feel that way. It's always must see, and I'm always concerned with beating that team. Well, I I I'd love to see the confidence. I'll tell you that right now. Whenever I read this, I was like, hell yeah, we're ready to go stomp a mud hole in these Mountaineers. Uh, I cannot wait for this game, Alan. It is going to be massive. I'll tell you something right now. Waffle John, he is partially right here. The WVU does not look good <laughs> at no. all. Uh, they, they they have been been really struggling there. Uh, you know, guys transferring out. Uh, you know, they're going to have some turnover at the quarterback. They're a glorified position. group of five team. I'll add, I'll add in here all on right, that Waffle okay. John. They're glorified G5. <laughs> they, they, uh, believe me when I say this, they are going to come in here. Uh, this, this game will make their season. If they could win this ball game, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, this is what it's going to be all about uh, for West Virginia co- coming up to the big city to try to win this game. But uh, I, Pitt is going to have a lot coming back. They got to stay focused on this game. Uh, it's this is what what everybody is going to be talking about all summer. This backyard brawl coming back. I don't care how bad WVU is gonna, has been. Uh, we got to be focused. We got to go at them. Here, this is going to be a hell of a game. Cannot wait. And for all you youngsters who don't know about this, because it has been dormant for a while, just get ready. Just picture this. You probably can appreciate this analogy if you haven't experienced a backyard brawl. But just know that on that date at Heinz Field, it will be the ugliest day at Heinz Field since Kenny Chesney was there. It is not (laughs) going to be pretty win, lose, or draw. And I am very invested in it. I'm not like Waffle John. It's must win. Vince, I don't know if I told you, I got a cousin who's mulling, going into college next year, going to WVU. I'm for what? I'm flipped. I'm very upset. For what? Academics? Senior, Can't be. I don't I don't know. He's any he, and these were his words too, and I just laughed and I I had to leave the room too. He said, I want to go somewhere where the sports are good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I can't help you if you're really considering it, but uh, I don't know. We have some time. I guess they don't have to commit just yet, but my goodness. I guess there is the transfer portal later down the line. Oh, man. that's this. It's going to be personal this year for me. I can't freaking wait. The countdown is on. It is. It is. Uh, that's the next time we're going to see these Panthers in a real live game. Is that backyard brawl Labor Day weekend, maybe the Thursday before Labor Day weekend. We'll have to stay tuned for that. Uh, cannot wait for that one. Can you believe it? Rib fest, backyard brawls, kickoff to Steelers season two. They might, they might have to. Hopefully, we can get a new stadium and blow that one up. It's not going to be usable after <laughs> next season. Heinz Field, my good. All right, uh, I got one here from uh, Gratata Seven on Reddit, Vince. Okay, uh, it's. Maybe a bit of a long shot, but if I'm Narduzzi, Larry Fitzgerald's on speed dial right now. Any other targets we could think of for wide receiver coach? Well, I don't think Larry Fitzgerald's officially retired from the NFL yet. Uh, So I don't think he would necessarily be available. He doesn't have a coaching experience that I know of. Um, But uh, we are going to be looking for a wide receiver coach. I, I, I I could not even fathom a guess of who it may be me neither but i'd love to see it although i my my suspicion with larry Fitzgerald, my conspiracy theories he's he's not retired he's waiting for big ben to retire because he wants to come play with kenny pickett and the steelers (laughs) you could be right i would love to see that too 
Uh, last one here we got on the Pitternet. Uh, LFG2, Chi4. LFG2CH4 on Panther Lair. At Let's Effing Go Channel 4. I think it's a WTAE fan. Yeah. Or maybe a <laughs> I don't know. Sally Wiggin on Panther Lair says, A friend and USC season ticket holder in L.A. told me Slovis lost his confidence once he got hurt. He won't run the ball, and he panic throws when he's under pressure. He's just not the same, but he was a stud at one time. So good luck. That may be the case, but if watching Cobra Kai over and over again has taught me anything, Vince, confidence can be lost and regained, even if your mohawk is shaved off or you get injured in a college football game. That's right. That's right. And and if anybody can put them back together, it, it's UPMC and Coach Narduzzi, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it, it, yeah, he may... Uh, I, I, all this about... Uh, yeah, pan, running the ball, won't run and panic throws. Uh, he had a horrible offensive line in front of him this year. Horrible. Uh, as soon as Drake London got hurt, basically no receivers to throw to. Uh, a coach that was fired and it just all kinds of craziness happening there. Uh, I, I, I'm, I am hoping and I think we will get the Keaton Slovis of, of 2019. You could go back in the archives. We, we went over all this kid's accolades. Uh, uh, just, Alan, I know you are so excited. Getting somebody from SC. Somebody good from SC <laughs> is what's really uh, what Fight it's all on. about. I'm, I'm so hyped. It, it, you couldn't, I couldn't ask for more from a transfer portal score. And, uh, yeah, I am I understand the logic in there. The And that happens. Injuries confidence loss but there's a lot of other factors you need to acknowledge and change a scenery for lots of players over the, the all of history has resulted in big changes improvements especially in a young player like this i'm not counting keaton slovis out and no pit fan should just yet i'm <laughs> giving full support and hoping he's ready so the only thing i'm concerned is that he understands the importance of the backyard brawl he's got to learn that well soon yeah he he does uh do you, do you think he's coming here to be acknowledged once and for all i mean i he's he's gonna hold up that big sword is that what's that big sword yeah. they hold yeah and, and and i will acknowledge keaton slovis i will hail to keaton slovis if he wins that backyard brawl in his he, first well, game he, he will be the head of the table if they could win that ball game uh, Labor Day weekend. That's the only way you could take it from Kenny Pickett. Do something he's never done. <laughs> Win the backyard something brawl. Kenny Pickett could never do. Kenny, Kenny Pickett could never win the backyard brawl. Oh, Put a pin in that for, I'm, I'm sure the Yinzers will be saying that come September when Keaton Slovis wins. You know, Pickett never beat WVU. Say, I'll just save that audio and we'll rerun it. All right, but let's... Let's 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 hear what they're saying though, because they're talking around town after that loss, and you know, it doesn't matter. There's a certain group of fans; they're just not going to be happy no matter what, even after a great season, and especially after a bowl game loss, Vince. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's always very deflating every year. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. I told you, Pitt doing Pitt, 
disappointing again in the big bowl game. Okay, you know, before you even go there, Nat, they were down to their third-string quarterback. You know, excuses are like parking tickets in South Oakland. Everyone has one. They were about to take the lead right before that pick six, though. You got to give them some credit. They lost by 10, dude. At least I heard that Marino's going to be the next offensive coordinator, though. Hell to pay. But the answers are saying. So that's what the Yinzers are saying. Um, still, I don't care what people say. A lot of optimism uh, coming off of this season, despite a bowl loss. There, Alan. There's a lot of a lot of rumors about <laughs> ex pit quarterbacks as the next OC. Yeah, there there are, and I I, I yeah, it doesn't seem like any of them are going to come to flu- fruition. Um, I, I I'm if I if I'm if I'm praying for one, it's Palco is the oh, next offensive easily. Yeah, it's both Palcos. Could you imagine if Tyler Palco coached Keaton Slovis? How good he, he'd be! He'd be throwing with both arms, ambidextrous. Be teaching him how to throw lefty. He would. Uh, Alan, we only have one college football game left of the season. The national title game. I got to talk to you about. Oh, college football! Don't you dare try to sell me a bill of goods that's a playoff when we all know it was just tune-ups. The tune-up off is what that was, and now we get the game we've all been hoping for, the rematch, Georgia, Alabama, and I got Alabama by 40, Vince. I don't think it'll be close. I don't think really? Georgia's offense has what it takes to keep up with what Alabama's got cooking with the Heisman Trophy winner. Now talk about confidence, Bryce Young. I'm, I'm going Bama all the way, angry Nick Saban, beaten – Beaten a former student twice in one season, really cementing the legacy, and they're going to change the game because of what Alabama's doing this year now. They're going to have to start opening up these playoffs, make the games more interesting, leave more room for players to get hurt so other teams can win championships (laughs) because I don't know what you could do. It's the same thing over and over again, and some people enjoy it. I do not. I was disappointed, and it was pretty much unwatchable the playoff to me and this game I think might end up being unwatchable I don't see it being as good as Tua versus Georgia I just don't see I Georgia's defense has been great all year but this is going to be a well, different type of stage and they've got that Bama team in their heads well well you, you might be right on that before I address that you know it, it was so disappointing to have two just blowout games uh in that in that semifinal and, and they have there's been a fair amount of blowouts in that semifinal uh I, I had no doubt in my mind Alabama was just gonna wax uh Cincinnati there Cincinnati did they deserve to to be there I don't think so uh they did have an undefeated season but I'll tell you any other team uh yeah. you know uh you know you that you look at Notre Dame Baylor hell even Pitt would have given six in one and half a dozen in the other. Doesn't well, matter. No, they they were still probably going to lose, but they would have given Alabama a better game than Cincinnati uh, did. I, I'll promise you that. Uh, Michigan, um, I did not think they were going to win the game. I was not surprised by the result at all. But I, just to me, just bad coaching. I mean. Do you think you're really going to be able to run straight ahead against Georgia? Do you really think you're going to be able to do these dink and dunk, 
you know, east-west passes against Georgia are just not stretching the field at all. Uh, I thought the game plan for Michigan was just not good. Uh, and I, I think that that's why they why they lost the game in the fashion that they did. Nothing worse than an underdog not taking chances. Yes. You can't win if you're an underdog and you don't take chances. I mean, playing yeah. that way when you are outmanned, outmatched, just doesn't make sense. It's as boring as a pair of khakis, and that's what they got, stomped, because they just were too boring in their game plan, and that's what they are. That's who they are. Um, but – it's still you're right other teams might have made these games more interesting i think adding a little bit of attrition into college football might not be a bad thing especially if players are going to start getting paid and uh, you know have more options of moving around uh expanding the playoff i used to be against it Vince, but just this one weekend really cemented to well, me or you can make or you can make an argument that there should have been just a bcs system and they should have just put the top two teams in yeah. Which, yeah, <laughs> which that, uh, would, that would get rid of a lot of the headache, a lot of the BS lobbying, a lot of the nonsense. Now, depending on what the yeah, uh, save a lot of now, time. depending on what the computers said, uh, Michigan was ranked number two going into this game. Uh, so, yeah, maybe it would have been Michigan versus Alabama in that in that final game. I don't yeah, know. That's why you can't go uh, back to those days, yeah. though, because that yeah, you get yeah. that. And this. This playoff can be expanded a little bit, and especially, you know, I think it will because I think the spring football leagues that are oh, being man. attempted, one, one will stick. <laughs> one will stick, and the players are about to have tons of opportunities to continue to play football and meaningful football for money elsewhere. So you're going to you're gonna get more players leaving early and missing bowl games. You're going to get more players transferring and maybe even leaving college football altogether. Um, and, I mean, the USFL is trying it this year. If that doesn't stick, the XFL the following year, maybe they both do. I don't know. I just feel like the winds are changing there. A lot more opportunity for players, which means that college football needs to react, and that's all they ever do. It's always reactionary. They Once they are threatened with more of this and loss of money and see how are much they losing money, money though i don't think they are uh well they have these tv deals that are ridiculous but when the interest is lost and the next contract comes up they're going to have well, to have some juice and the yeah. only way to do that is expand the play well you say that but you know i, I didn't see the ratings for, well, I, well i did see i think they were in like the 17 or 18 million range for those playoff games um, yeah, viewership for the new year's six was up this year over, over past years. The, uh, even, even some of these lesser bowl games are getting more viewers than, you know, you know, prime time NBA on TNT games, Alan. Well, it's football. Uh, well, it's that's football. what I'm saying. That's why, that's why the spring leagues will, well, gonna uh, you would think football rules, you would think, uh, I mean, the the production cost a little bit different between a spring league and, and, and this here. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if the playoffs need to be expanded or not. I'm I, I'm still I'm still waffling on that because I, I I'm still a firm believer of making this uh, regular season so cutthroat, so special. Uh, I yeah. think there's a lot to be said for that. It's still special. You got to win your conference championship to get in my playoff. I want six teams. Okay. I want a six team playoff. And I would like, I would, and that gives you a group of five uh, spot too. 
Um, but you know that it's probably going to be it, when it is expanded. I would guess eight. But the the fact that this is this the regular season it, it means so much. We love that, but it's got to change because you can't be having Kenny Pickett's and and the like bowing out of what are supposed to be meaningful, exciting bowl games in matchups that we could only dream about. But but the fact is you're giving us boring exhibition games for people who aren't fans of those schools. I couldn't imagine someone watching Pitt, Michigan State, getting all excited, not a fan of either. Oh, this Davis Bevel gets a chance. I've been waiting to see him. Who says that? If they're not a Pitt fan, well, you're, you know, you're right about that. or or someone gambling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that that's also another another thing that will influence this. I know you have to recognize that you can't be pissing off Vegas this way, having a bunch of big time players missing these games and making the, them harder to handicap when you have all the data for the whole season, then it's just taken away with new blood thrown in. The I, I would like to see, well, I'd like to know the numbers from the sports books to see how much they're take, what the handle is for these games. I'm sure, I'm sure it's high. Um, and I, I wonder if it went down. I, I bet it went up because there's, you know, there's more people just sitting around looking for something to bet on. Yeah. And, and more and more states, too. They're able to do it, which is a good thing. Uh, but the USFL is drafting, I guess, next month is the rumor, Vince. Do you expect to see a lot of pit football players in that league and or the XFL? I think we'll see some. I, we saw them in the XFL in 2020. Uh, we saw some. So I would expect to see some in the USFL. If you're going to predict the next great pit spring league football player. Who's oh, my God. You know what? It may be Nick Patty. Nick Patty. <laughs> it may be. Coming after next season, coming out and playing in the XFL. You see USFL or XFL? I hope he's think? USFL, but we'll see. <laughs> Nick Patty to the Pittsburgh Maulers. Yeah, that'd be good to see. I, I don't know, but I feel like those leagues, as, as a lot of people might laugh at them, uh, you know me, I love them. But also I think they'll be taken seriously because there's going to be a lot to offer to young players. And when you're talking about players – of the elite caliber leaving early, just wait until players who are even further down the depth chart are getting opportunities outside of those bowl games. Things will change quickly. Uh, but yep, we got a national title game coming up, Bama and Georgia. I don't expect it to be close. I, I'm going to disagree with you, Alan. Okay. I'll, I, I think... know you always believe in Georgia and think they can well, finally well, well, let, outdo well, Alabama. Well, let Come me on. say this. Okay. So Georgia right now is a three point favorite across the board. Um, you got to think that the sports book, you got to think people are going to be betting on Alabama. People are going to be betting. on. I think Georgia is the better team. I'll I'll tell you that right now. I think Georgia is the better team. It's just a matter. Is Kirby smart finally going to beat Nick Saban? No, it's almost like I need to believe it with a walk on quarterback. I got to believe it to see it. Well, I got it. Well, yeah, but you know, he is Colt Bennett's brother. Uh, and, and he won that state championship in in Colorado. So that that's got to yep. count for Bo, something. Ejo de Bo Bennett, you're right. I respect him. I respect him. But come on. They they already did it in a game they didn't even really need to win. They <laughs> crushed this team. And now they it's the national championship there and they're not as rusty as they might have been. I mean against Cincinnati, I guess you could say it. Knocking some rust off, and they've got a quarterback that's just gonna get better and better. I, it's I, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't tremendously impressed with Bryce Young this year. I don't. I, it's not like I 
I don't think he's me neither. But I mean, when you give a guy a Heisman like that, I think he's he's he did really unimpressive. But because we've seen so much great quarterback plays, but the dude is a great player, and he's a good only player. Yeah, get yeah. Better. He's only going to get better. Well, I I am going to pick Georgia in this game. I I think they're you know I, good luck. <laughs> I think it's going to be a little bit more. You're saying George Alabama is just going to absolutely crush them. I'd be surprised if that's the case. I think it's going to be higher scoring than than some people w- would admit. Um, uh, I'm looking at the total right now, Alan, mostly at 52. I'm seeing 52 and a half at Caesars William Hill at the win, the Golden Nugget, uh, 51 and a half at the Rivers. Yeah, if you're looking for for Extra oh. value on the over, uh, I should oh, say. Give me that. Um, yeah, fifty to ten. That's my prediction. <laughs> uh, I guess I wouldn't be shocked, but <laughs> I'd be shocked if Georgia won fifty to ten. I'll tell you that right oh, now. Oh my God, uh, I'll have a heart attack. That might be the end of Nick Saban if that happened. I don't think he could handle no, they, losing by that many points. Handle, no <laughs> way. They'd they'd run him right out of town for sure. Uh, I. Uh, I, I'll tell you, we've been consulting our PFF data all year long. I'm not going to change now, and they, uh, they, they're, they're leaning Bama. Just to let you know, it looks like the data says they're leaning Bama. Bama, and a lot of people are going to because a lot of people are going to bet on them. It's just people the, are going to pick Bama. I, I, th- I think yeah. so. Uh, I, th- I think the. I, I'm I'm going to side with Georgia. I I, I pro- I'll probably bet on Georgia in this game. I think I will. I, I haven't done it yet. Well, in your case, then I'll root for Georgia because I don't want to see Alabama win another one, but I think they will. And uh, it'll spark change because people are going to get tired of it. Put Alabama through an actual ringer. Make them play more teams. Oh, they haven't it, played enough quality never, competition in the SEC. Never. Make them play more. Ne- they should be playing teams like Pitt and Michigan State <laughs> and USC. Oh, wait, they always beat USC. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. We've reviewed the season, previewed a national championship game, reviewed a bowl game. Vince, great way to kick off the new year. Happy new year to you, pal. Uh, 2022 has been pretty swell so far, although a lot of a lot of the COVID's returning, but hopefully yeah. everyone's staying, staying safe. I am, uh, on the other hand, staying safe and very excited for what's to come, especially with pit football. Yeah, hopefully everybody stays safe, uh, you know, because of that COVID, uh, you know, and, and it, the chaos it's causing in the basketball season right now. Uh, I think our, our shows are going to be a little sporadic uh, in, in the next coming months. Uh, we're not going to be a weekly show coming up uh, due to all the, the uncertainty and cancellation and postponement of games. But we will be having some shows here and there, so make sure you stay tuned. Especially when uh, Pitt, when Pitt lands, uh, that, what Caleb Williams from Oklahoma in the transfer portal will definitely I, I have don't a show. Think that, I don't think that, that is one, happening. Right? But if it does, believe me, we will have one. Uh, so you want to make sure you follow the Hail to Pitt podcast on all social media applications, and make sure that you subscribe uh, yes. on all of your devices. So Very automatically, Yes, it, you want it to automatically get downloaded to your device so that you could listen uh, to, to the show uh, w- whenever it's immediately available uh, and whenever you know some big stuff happens. And, and as we check in on this basketball season and wrestling season, uh, we, we will be keeping tabs on it and we'll be providing 
some expert insight. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully the men's basketball team could st- finally start winning some close games, sure. Alan. And hopefully the women's basketball team can continue their winning ways. Uh, they're doing they're doing very turnaround. well, big turnaround so far this season. Finally, yes, the work is paying off, and yeah, we're going to keep tabs on all of it, and we'll be giving you a fun space to hail to pit. Uh, like Vince said, probably not weekly moving forward, unless a ton of news starts coming in. Uh, through the transfer portal, which we'll be keeping an eye on, and of course with uh, Pit Football, and uh, as things get more stable, maybe once uh, you know the basketball season isn't so fluid and frustrating, and make shows irrelevant, we're just going to give you shows as needed uh, and when we can. But uh, keep, like you said, subscribe because when we do bust out those shows and they come out at uh, not the standard what we're we even releasing Thursday morning for you or whatever thursday night it'll go right on your phone new show and then you can listen to it tell your friends still doing shows we're not going anywhere uh i'm excited for them too i'm just imagining now vince someone who subscribes to the show we haven't done one for maybe a couple weeks then all of a sudden new episode alert hail to pit podcast hail to dan marino new offensive coordinator <laughs> it, it could happen it could be the next show we do I, I, I'd, I'd be a little surprised, but uh, hopefully we do next time we do have a show. We have a new offensive coordinator to talk about to join the reigning, defending, undisputed ACC football champion Pitt Panthers. Alan, we're going to be talking about them all until uh, next fall. Uh, next Labor Day weekend when they kick off in the backyard brawl against those Mountaineers. And we're, we're going to find out next season, uh, Alan, is it going to be and new or and still? That's what I want to know. Are we going to defend that title? We're going to be talking about it for months until we get ready uh, for that big football season 2022. You set us up for the year pretty well there, Vince, and that's, I think, where we're going to leave it. The champs are entering 2022. And so are we, talking pit football and pit athletics with you. Thank you for subscribing. Happy New Year to you. Hopefully you all stay stay safe. Continue to follow us on social media at H2P Show, and we will see you for the next episode whenever that is. Vince, tell them. Hail to pit, everybody. Hail to pit. Hail to pit.